I got one life, got a made up mind, one time to live, one time to die, I gotta make my one count, one life, got a made up mind, one time to live, one time to die, I gotta make my one count, one life. Praise the Lord. This is Taylor preaching Jesus Christ, the only true and living God. It is 2022, of course, the year, and Jesus is the only truth. There are thousands of religions, but there is only one truth. With that being said, this is Taylor again via madeupmind.com. You're listening to One Life with Taylor. And today's podcast is Trouble in Asarima. Trouble in Asarima. Folks, Asarima is the word America spelled and sounded out backwards. What you need to know is we need to just about stop being called America and start being called Asarima. And I'm going to tell you why. So many things in our country are not right. They are just like Asarima. America has turned itself backwards. Imagine if all the other aspects of our world did the same thing as America turning itself into Asarima. If we drove backwards, if we uh, uh, walked backwards, if we uh, just did the process of cooking and eating and just everything backwards, our world would be a mess. We'd all be dead. It wouldn't be long before we would ultimately destroy ourselves and countless others in the process. I want to begin today's podcast with a story that is a growing trend in the world. This is a big trend, especially in America, and it's where there are plenty of women who are using social media as a platform to prostitute themselves. I've seen documentaries now where girls are dropping out of college to do this same type of work. You can call it what you want, sex work or whatever, but let's get into this. I want to read this article and it struck my attention and it seemed like uh, the spirit of God spoke to me and inspired me with this title, Trouble in Asarima. This article is called Texas Thighs. Texas Thighs. If you were to Google Texas Thighs, you will see this is a woman who has a family. She has a husband and two daughters. 1.2 million followers on Instagram. This woman makes 500, just about half a million dollars a year. There are other women who do the same thing and they can make up to six figures every single month. Uh, let me read to you some quotes from the article and then we'll get into the word. The, this lady quotes says, you know, she, she reads, she says, I am financially secure and happier than ever. Thanks to their new lifestyle. Apparently, there was a time when her family came to her door, you know, a group of her family members, and they really, really, you know, pleaded with her. Hey, you need to stop doing this. Hey, this is wrong. Here is her, her response to that time. I mean, they were at her door so adamant and upset that she just about had to call the police to, to for them to leave. 
Her response to the incident were these words. They don't get to tell me to stop doing something I'm having fun with. Both their daughters said they don't have a problem with their mom's OnlyFans or Instagram posts. To the older girl, a high school senior in particular, it's annoying that her mom faces judgment and that her content and accounts are removed and banned on social media. Did you hear what I just said? The daughter is like, I don't see a problem with my mom doing the stuff she do. As a matter of fact, it gets on my nerves because this word is the new buzzword. Everyone judges her for what she's doing. Okay. Now, when you think of a mama, do you think of a woman who is basically showcasing herself clothes on or off? I, I, I ain't seen none of this, but the point is, if she making half a million dollars a year, she's she taking her clothes off. <laughs> she's showing doing something. But the point is, is that what you think of? You pull up to the elementary school and you drop little little George off, little Joey off. Little little Jessica off, you know, you drop little Mary off. Is that what we think? It, are the parents pulling up with these kids? Is somebody who strutting and doing whatever else? No, that is not. But let's get into the word. I just again, I, I hope this strikes a match and whets your appetite in anticipation of what the word uh, how the word speaks to situations like this. Again, this is Tay Love preaching Jesus Christ, the only true and living God. You're listening to One Life with Tay Love via MadeUpMind.com. Today's podcast is Trouble in Asarema. Let's go to the Bible. Now, I've done this for a while and we can go very deep. Sometimes we go pretty deep. But we can't get everything. You know, we, we sit here for hours and days and hours and days trying to unpack every single piece that can work with this word. But let's read Isaiah 520 King James Version. This is going to be one of the main texts I uh, stay in. So, again, that's Isaiah five, verse 20. King James Version reads. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Same verse, contemporary English version. You are headed for trouble. You say wrong is right. Darkness is light and bitter is sweet. Same verse, the living Bible. They say that what is right is wrong and what is wrong is right. That black is white and white is black. Bitter is sweet and sweet is bitter. I think it's called God's words translation. GW. How horrible it will be for those who call evil good and good evil. Who turn darkness into light and light into darkness. Who turn what is bitter into something sweet and what is sweet into something bitter. Finally, New Living Translation. What sorrow for those who say that evil is good and good is evil. That dark is light and light is dark. That bitter is sweet and sweet is bitter. Ladies and gentlemen, can't you see why America needs to be called Asarema? We live in a day and age now where it just the line has been blurred and anything goes. And, you know, nobody can judge. That mean the devil wants you to close your mouth and don't have nothing to say about nothing. 
That's all that is. It's one of the oldest tricks. I remember evangelizing at fairs and they would say that all the time. Oh, only God can judge me. And I would say, yep, only God will judge you. Okay. now let's look at the word woe, because we see in this verse in various translations, you are headed for trouble. Uh, How horrible it will be. Uh, What sorrow for those. That's the kind of tone and the, the, the kind of the screen is set to, to see, whoa, when you see that in the Bible, whoa, oh, you're headed for trouble. Oh, how horrible it's going to be. Oh, what sorrowful sorrow for those who say and so on. So let's look at the word whoa. OK, this is not a hellfire and brimstone. This is really, you know, maybe a brother to that, but it's not to to th- th- hopefully you understand this is not just to beat people up, you know, Always thumping somebody around saying you're going to hell. It is true, but there are so many other ways to illuminate truth. So let's look at woe. Woe. A basic definition is used to express grief, regret, or distress. A condition of deep suffering from misfortune, affliction, or grief. Ruinous trouble, calamity, a disastrous event marked by great loss, and lasting distress and suffering. When you hear the word, whoa, look out, it's not going to be pretty. Think of how someone's body changes once they are overtaken with Parkinson's disease, multiple sclerosis, cancer, or some other rare disorder. Think of how somebody's hands contorts how somebody's face uh, twists and experiences paralysis. You think of that or think of a piece of fruit, a nice, shiny looking, crispy looking apple that's rotting. You look at a real good, healthy apple and you and you set it beside a rotten apple, not one with the little spots. I'm talking about one that's rotted. That's what woe means. Let's continue. Whoa, if we chase it out in Hebrew, it's the word hai, and it means ah, alas, or ha. Dissatisfaction and pain is behind this word. So think of someone who will say ah, or ha, or alas, in dissatisfaction and pain. The, the, the illustration that, you know, and I'm going to get to the Greek here in a second. The illustration I think of is a person who's caught a criminal who's been on the run. It's like they're they're in a house or they're running from the police. And after hours of a manhunt, they finally found the person. Ah, alas, aha. And that criminal feels what in that moment? Oh, my goodness. Ruin is trouble. Misfortune because he know he going to jail. He's going to get the death penalty. You know, it ain't going to be good for him after that. Woe has transpired. Woe in Greek is the word Oahi, almost like Oahu or, you know, Hawaii, but it's Oahi and it means utter grief of denunciation or blameworthy in public. I actually had a pastor friend that uh, talked about confessing sin and doing things publicly. And now I see when you look at this definition, that's exactly what there's a popular sheriff down in Florida. He blasts 
these criminals that they catch. He, he put their picture up on the podium at the news conference. He, he goes into great detail to scathe uh, uh, the story and the person who has committed these crimes and stress uh, the crime, the severity of everything and their determination as a sheriff's office to bring them to justice. So again, utter denunciation. Okay. Now, when you think of that blameworthy, again, that's a person who is deserving, an evil person deserving of punishment. So again, this is all from the word, whoa, whoa, whoa. So when you see that in the Bible, that's what, uh, that's the, that's what is to be depicted every time you hear that word. So again, we go back to the main verse in this podcast, Isaiah 520, and it begins with the word woe again, woe unto them that call evil, good and good evil. So the question I have for uh, to put on the table, especially for the, the mother and the husband and the daughters and that whole family and every other, you know, just somebody listening is this. Who is your audience? Who is your audience in social media on all those platforms and in life? You have an audience. You might not even really understand what's behind the word audience. I got up. I got into looking up words years ago when I was in middle school, really. And then when I attended college, I had to look up words because a lot of the words I never seen before. That's no fault of my own. You know, it's just like fruits and foods you don't ever eat. If you don't know, you don't know. So what does audience mean? This is powerful. This is going to connect the story to the Bible as far as what we're trying to convey in trouble in Asarema. Audience, a group of ardent admirers or devotees. What does ardent mean? Eager, zealous support. Put it together with the story that I just read about Texas Thighs, the mama who got 1.2 million followers on Instagram. Wow. What else is audience? A group of people showing intense devotion to a cause, person, or work as a film or pictures or the social media flicks that are created every day. What else is audience? Audience is a cult, followership, following, or fan. And now they have a whole website that is basically an audience and it's called only fans. Oh my goodness. In other words, only groups of ardent admirers or devotees of me. That's what OnlyFans is. And it likens unto a cult followership or following. So that's why it's important for us to understand what audience is. Now, let's get back to this Texas thighs lady. And we ain't beating up just on her. There's probably thousands of ladies like her, as it is reported with some of the stats. There are millions of people online, so she can't be the only one. But for whatever reason, there was an article made, a news story put out with her. So, hey, you can't be in the spotlight and not expect somebody to say something. Otherwise, don't live and do and say things to put you in the spotlight. But there will always be someone with an opinion. This is mine. Through the biblical lens of Jesus Christ, the Bible, the word of God with a multitudinous patron of perverts, 
and sexually immoral men, adulterers and fornicators. Who is this lady's audience? Because it's not, chances are, it's not married men who really love their wives and they're focused on their wives and they're men who love Jesus and they're men of prayer and men of the Bible and men of witnessing and men of the word and men of serving. Chances are, it's not, those, those persons are not a part of her group of ardent admirers or devotees who are, who eager, who have eager, zealous support of her. No. Chances are those are not men who are in the group showing intense devotion to her. No, no, no. And her work. No, no, no. So it's got to be a patron of perverts. These are just guys who will look at anything they can. Sexually immoral men. These are guys who probably can't get enough. They they're always looking for more than just what they got, whether they just kind of, you know, got a girlfriend sleeping around. There's married men who do that. Her audience is probably uh, consists of adulterers, um, you know, people who use uh, those various apps like Tinder. And uh, there was one that got busted, broke into. I think it was Madison where married people just sleep around with each other or that whole swinging thing or whatever. And fornicators, they might look at her, get a little buzz and then call it the girlfriend. I, I, I don't know. But that's a depiction of who this woman's audience is is however in the eyes of the world that's her audience if the world is her audience you know what they will say texas thighs is a successful entrepreneur in our eyes again the eyes of the world they would also say texas thighs is a role model mother who has won the adoration and affirmation of her daughters they endorse her because they have become convinced in her work themselves. They said, we don't see a problem with what she's doing. That's what makes her successful. Texas Thighs in the Eyes of the World is a dynamic wife because her husband is an active participant in her whorish enterprise. Folks, listen to me. I'm not beating up on this person. But remember the title of the podcast, Trouble in Asarema. We live in a day where now this is the norm. Every few houses got a woman, girl, some type of female in there doing something like this on social media. So let's roll this out. Let's roll this, this lady Texas thighs. Let's switch it up a little bit. Let's leave this Texas thighs ladies alone. Let's say this, because you and your household call evil good, let's imagine if others were inspired by you and like you to do the same. So let's go across the street or down the block, the dope man, Ray Ray. Uh, uh, he calls crack selling good and all the crackheads said, amen. His wife and three sons help him run his crack houses across the city. Or let's go to Slick Parker Pimps. He pimps his two daughters at truck stops in the U.S. Him and his girlfriend coordinate different locations. She is the dispatcher. The girls and the are the sex. The girls and the sex workers, uh, and he manages the relationship with truck companies. But he calls that good, just like dope man Ray Ray called crack selling good, and Texas thighs called what she doing good. And I'm having fun. I like what I do. Now. All of this is from a word 
in the New Testament, even the Old Testament, but let's chase it out in the Greek for a second. All of this is from a word under the umbrella of sexual immorality, and that word is fornication, where we get our word, the Greek word pornea, which we get our English word porn or pornography. And what that means is to sell off purity. In other words, I take uh, uh, let's go to bounty, the, the quicker, the quicker picker up or bounty. Y'all done seen it. What the, what the company does is they put their rolls of uh, paper towels in stores and they want to sell off pure paper towels. They're in wrap and they are pure, clean, white, completely wrapped, you know. Well, why do they do that? Because the the end objective of that roll of paper towel is to get dirty. Nobody buys a roll of paper towels to keep them clean. They are going to be sold off. The purity of the paper towel will be sold. And that's what happens with whoredom and pornography and promiscuity of any type. All of this is under the word pornea to sell off purity, whoredom, pornography, promiscuity of any type having or involving many sexual partners many sexual partners you got two in year one and three in year two and four in year three and one in year four and now you go to two in year five and by six years you done had 25 partners what has that happened that pornea that pornea that paper towel got dirtier and dirtier and dirtier until it's wore out Every piece of paper on that uh, paper towel roll will be dirty, optimally dirty. If you if you are a better budgeted brother, you're going to get every corner of that paper and make sure it all pick up some dirt of some kind. You're going to use it all the way, max it out. So listen, how successful would this woman be if she portrayed herself without selling off purity? In other words, what if she didn't put on sleazy, you know, skimpy, all that kind of stuff? What if she wore an Amish outfit? How successful would she be? What if she wore a business outfit? How successful would she be? What if she wore uh, uh, the outfit of a mother in the kitchen with an apron cooking for the family? Uh, how successful would she be? Folks, listen to this. This statistic might rock you. This is Tay Love preaching Jesus Christ, the only true and living God. You're listening to One Life with Tay Love via MadeUpMind.com. If there was ever a time when sex sold, it definitely sells today. Here are some stats that will probably blow your mind. Pornhub. I don't know. L listen to me. I don't watch porn online. I don't watch no porn. I ain't into none of that stuff. But this is what I'm saying. I don't know what you're supposed to put in. I'm sure just like I can buy a sock or a tire or get some information on a restaurant. I'm sure if I wanted to, I can find some. It wouldn't be hard to find porn sites today in 2022. It ain't hard to find nothing online. But listen to this. Pornhub is one of the most visited sites in the world. I got this from an article um, a couple years ago. Pornhub is one of the most visited sites in the world, averaging approximately 3.5 billion visits a month, 
making it more popular than Amazon, Netflix, or Yahoo. Hold on for a minute. You mean to tell me Pornhub, it, it, they got more traffic than Amazon. I buy Amazon every few days. I know, I know. Amazon, anytime we need something, I look online. You got all the trucks ripping and running the street almost just like FedEx. Amazon is everywhere. They got these massive four, five, six, seven football field long facilities all over the United States. And people are always buying Amazon. You mean to tell me the Pornhub is more popular than Amazon? Pornhub gets 3.5 billion people or visits a month which makes that 166.7 million viewers a day, which means that's 4.8 million viewers an hour, which makes it 81,000 visits per minute, which makes uh, 1,350 visits per second. Oh my goodness. Uh, we got well-meaningful, life-changing podcasts and videos and teachings and blogs that don't get 1,350 views a year. I mean, these jokers get, the, you, you see my point. All this is proving why I told you there's trouble in Asarema. This is proving all the more why we need a loving God, a just God, an all-powerful and all-knowing and all-present God to level the playing field at death. Because the death rate is 100%, there is no escaping the only true and living God. Now, with that being said, I'm going to read these verses and we're done. These are three verses that prove God is going to level the playing field and not one single monkey is going to get away with Jack. And that's that's that gives me peace. Honestly, I'm, I'm a believer. I follow Jesus, but that gives me peace. And it makes me say, I don't need to worry about any of this. God's got this under control. It, it, it's not because I want to, you know, beat up on people and try to condemn people. The, the, you know, the, 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 God is not scratching his head, guessing what he's going to do with sinners, unrepentant sinners. God tells us exactly what's going to happen in the Bible. Revelation 21, 27. By no means shall anything enter that is an abomination that defiles or that is a lie. Revelation 20, 10 through 15 says, uh, it gives a long list of sins and it says all these people will take their place in the lake of fire and the smoke of their torment will ascend day and night forever. We already know what's going to happen. OK, but the reason I like these verses I'm about to read you is because, you know, everybody wants justice. When George Floyd, when they put when they showed that video of that brother suffocating. Yeah, I understand. He, he didn't have a clean. He didn't do everything right. But still, they didn't have to do them like that. They could have, you know, even if they had popped them upside the head and just stood them up and put them in the back of the car, that still would have been better than killing them. Okay, that's why people were mad. But when they saw that the world was waiting, saying, hey, who's going to answer? Someone has to answer for this man's uh, injustice. And so me as a follower of Jesus, that's my plea too. My plea is, God, you render justice. God, you take out vengeance. God, 
you uh, pour out your wrath. God, you make the crooked straight. You bring this. You, you at the end of the day, you going to make Asarima America. And I, I ain't saying that because I'm sitting up here like, Lord, come on, you know, turn the country around. No, the Bible tell me in the last days, things will get worse and worse. They will continue deceiving and being deceived. OK, but I am saying someone is going to do something about those who call good evil and evil good. Remember the uh, verses Isaiah 520 and it begins with saying, woe unto them. This is God talking. Let's go to second Corinthians five and let us read verse 10. Second Corinthians 510, it says I'm reading out of the new King James. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Second Corinthians five, verse 10, New King James Version. The next verse, Hebrews four thirteen, New King James Version. It says, and there is no creature hidden from his sight. But all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Hebrews 4.13, King James Version. And the last verse that I have, I, I, I should read it all to you, but it's going to make me, you know, have to talk some more. But let's just read this one verse. Hebrews 10.31, New King James. It says, it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of of the living God. Even before that in 30, it says, for we know him who said, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. And again, the Lord will judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. That's Hebrews 10, 30 through 31. Folks, this is Tay Love preaching Jesus the Christ. You're listening to the One Life podcast via MadeUpMind.com. Share this podcast. Please help us. There's no big financial company, no financial backing or anything like that. I'm just one proclaimer of truth out here in the world, trying to shine as salt and light. And this is one way to do that. If you have somebody who is not saved, somebody who does not live for Jesus, and you know clearly that they do not follow Jesus Christ, one good way to witness to them is share the podcast with them. You know, share the podcast with that family member, share the podcast with somebody, your friend at school that, you know, does not live for Jesus. You don't have to do all the preaching and all the stuff. You can just share this. That's the beauty of a track. This is like an audio track or a digital track. But hey, I ain't got to preach to you. I can just give you a piece of paper and say, hey, man, God bless you today and walk away and let that paper preach. So I just encourage you to share this with one or two people that, you know, um, you know, do, let that be your work unto the Lord today. But until next time, hit the tracks, man. Preach the gospel, man. Matthew 28, 19. Make disciples of all. Make disciples of One life. One death. One time. Make disciples. Make disciples.